Namaste Ballers. Welcome back to another episode of Namaste Ballers. Today is the 27th of November 2023 and we are talking NFL and I'm here with my co-host Gautam and Rohit. How's it going guys? Hello. 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 This is Gautam. Hey guys, Rohit here. Glad All to be right. back again. Yep. So let's jump into this with the news section. And Rohit correctly predicted in the previous episode of some <laughs> firings that are going to happen. And the first one has started. The Panthers fires the head coach Frank Ray. Um, they are currently one ten, one and ten. Um, so I think it, this was definitely coming. And uh, as far as the Panthers are concerned, this is the third head coach to be fired in back-to-back seasons. Um, so, you know, the state is really bad for them. Um, Rohit, uh, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Who's next? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we're talking on Monday night. Matt Eberflos, uh bought himself some time, but he's probably next in line. They just won the game against Vikings, but hopefully in the next few games, Eberflos will be gone. But yeah, I mean, speaking about Panthers, I mean, yeah, and I know media tries to spin like three head coaches in three years and stuff. I mean, it's not really that. I mean, when you think about it, they had some stability around it where I think uh, Ron Rivera was the head coach for two years. Matt Rule was head coach for three years. So he was the only coach actually who did not finish the season. And there were some overlappings between these head coaches that went on. And this is how the media tries to calculate saying three head coaches in three years fired and disgruntled organization. You know, they, they want all the clicks. But to be fair, I mean, they're not that terrible. Honestly, uh, even the last season, they were almost about to make playoffs. And the interim head coach that actually made it were, is the offensive, uh, like some sort of assistant right now. I can't remember his name, Jim Calvill or somebody. Uh, he's still on the roster, so they, they, they can't be that bad. I mean, I'm sure some, if they get a competitive coach, a competent coach, uh, they should be back to playing good again. And especially because the division is so bad right now, NFC South. Uh, they can easily win this division if they have a competent coach. Yeah, I mean, Rohit is our, uh, our guru in this, uh, who can predict... <laughs> Which head coach is going to be fired at which time? Um, so it's uh, Frank Reich's time now. And in the future, he has also predicted that Brandon Staley, the Chargers coach, is going to be fired in the offseason. So, so yeah, look out, uh, Mr. Brandon Staley. Your uh, your <laughs> time is uh, getting getting near. Yeah, yeah I see the crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was the one news item that we had. Um, we move on to the next section. Um, we combine the injuries along with suggestions on who you should be picking up for your next week's waiver wear, uh, and that's week 11. Um, so, sorry, week 13. Um, so, for week 13, there are six teams that are on by. Um, so, keep that in mind as you, you know, choose to... Um, pick up players from the waivers um, at this point hopefully you have a decent enough bench um, but you know injuries always happen so you might be looking elsewhere and here are some suggestions starting off with quarterback Gautam yep six teams on a buy so if you are looking for a quarterback who is on a buy in your team or who is injured um, for example the Browns quarterback uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson has been ruled out with a head injury and he's the backup for Deshaun Watson obviously so if you have a quarterback need in your waiver wire then we do have a few options for you Russell Wilson 
Yep. Uh, we all made fun of him that he's not been playing well, but he's starting to get it together. He's uh, been playing really well. And uh, and the other thing to note is his remaining schedule is also pretty pretty good. Um, his opponents are you know twenty uh, fifth in offense that is Texans uh, sorry twenty fifth in defense that is Texans Chargers who are last in defense Lions are in twenty eighth position in defense so some really good opportunities for Russell Wilson to get some points. Um, next, you can target Gardner Minshew from Colts. Um, he's rostered in 16%, um, so that's another option. Uh, Bryce Young, uh, he's only rostered in 13%, um, so that is another option. And Derek Carr, um, you know, he's going to play against the Lions, and uh, Lions are obviously allowing fifth most points to quarterbacks. So that is a really good option um, to stream. Um, that is Derek Carr. So, yeah, that is the quarterback waiver wire for you. Over to Sushant for wide receiver. All right. So, wide receiver, there's some interesting injuries. couple of them coming from the New Orleans Saints. The first one is Chris Olave. He has a concussion. Um, and historically speaking, uh, concussions means that you might be gone. Uh, he might be gone for a week. Uh, but this could be a situation where he might not be gone at all. Uh, so definitely keep an eye out. He's been, uh, you know, during the draft season, he was second on draft pick uh, for fantasy football. Uh, and I am his owner, so um, I know best. Um, he, um, he did have a good game before he was out for the rest of the game. Um, so it's unfortunate. But uh, yeah, I think you might be looking for other options. Uh, the other one is Rashid uh, Shahid. Um, he has a thigh issue. Um, we He was also out for the game. We don't know um, if that's going to keep him out next week or not. Uh, but he is a deep threat. And finally, Demario Douglas. Um, he had a head injury. so that And he's the main guy for um, New England Patriots. Um, so uh, definitely... Uh, he was he could have been a startable asset with six teams on by but since that's not the case and if he's still injured then i uh, might want to look for waiver wire options um the first one is Jaden reed he's 48 percent um rostered uh, and in the last three games he had a touchdown in each of the games so maybe he might be a good option to look into stash him on your bench um, and see if he has a good uh, matchup and uh, plug him in if you need him um curtis samuel so the previous game he had 12 targets for 100 yards um, so um, he's definitely being uh, utilized uh, by the commanders um, so definitely something to um, keep an eye out for someone to keep an eye out for <clears throat> and finally um, an interesting guy jonathan mingo um, he's of the panthers he's six percent rostered um, and uh, he is an interesting rookie uh, he's been playing pretty good um, and uh, this could be one of those games where he might actually you know go off uh, especially because he has a favorable matchup against uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, who are giving up quite a few points to the wide receiver position um, so someone to consider and stash um, next up um, for the running back sections um, surprisingly there are no injuries for running backs this week usually running backs are the ones who go down a lot uh, but not today not this week so um, however we do have some suggestions from the waiver wire standpoint um rico doddle he's a backup for tony pollard uh, tony pollard has uh, started to perform better um, after a horrible starting of his season um, and uh, cowboys do have really good matchups uh, 
through all the way into the fantasy football playoffs uh, and the next game is against the Seahawks. Uh, they are allowing the fourth most points to the running backs. Um, so, uh, you know, Rico Doddle is a good option to pick up for the, sim- for the simple reason that if Pollard goes down, this fellow can be, um, you know, a potential league winner for you. Um, and also because of the juicy matchup, um, there's a chance that, you know, if Cowboys go way ahead like they've been doing in the previous games, they might rest their starters, in which case Rico Doddle might still get a chance. Um, next, uh, we have uh, Dearness Johnson. Um, he's a backup for uh, Travis Etienne, uh, Jacksonville Jaguar. Uh, might be an option that you might want to consider. Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, he's twenty-two percent rostered. Um, he, he, you know, Miami Dolphins. Um, a- everybody wants a piece of uh, you know, that high-powered offense. Um, so, um, somebody that you might want to pick up, uh, but you might want to temper your expectations for the simple reason that they're playing against the Eagles, who are giving the least points uh, to the running game, running backs per game. Um, so these are three options uh, for running backs. Next up, Titans, Rohit. Yeah, uh, the injuries on Titans, Luke Musgrave from Packers. If for some reason you're playing him, then you probably are looking for alternatives. Then you might want to look for Pat Freemuth from Steelers. Uh, it's actually a good uh, Titan. Uh, Steelers offense seems to be picking up. I think they had their first 400-yard game this past week. So something uh, to keep an eye on. And uh, the other other two folks are Isaiah Likely, I think, from the Ravens, uh, maybe may a hit-or-miss candidate. And Adam Trotman of Broncos could also be a good uh, candidate who will play against Houston this week. So, and Hold speak, on. Uh, yeah. um, are the Ravens on bye next week? Or is that week 14? I think Ravens might be on by. So in which case, I say likely might not be the best option. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Continue on it. I'll, I'll just look that up. Okay. Yet, you know. Yeah. And then on the defense side of things, uh, Falcons have a favorable matchup against Jets. I mean, Jets basically are playing nobody at the quarterback and they're struggling to put a point. So I would say this week start Falcons, but next week start looking for anybody who's playing against Jets. Oh. Yep. So Ravens are on uh, by week 13. Okay. All right. So no Isaiah likely on Titans. Uh, but yeah. And back to defense. Uh, Tampa Bay has a favorable matchup against Carolina. I know Carolina has some shakeup on the coaching side of things, but their offensive line is still allowing tons of sacks and stuff against uh, their offense. So the defense should be able to scoop up some sacks and interceptions and stuff. So they have a favorable matchup against Carolina. All right. Um, so that wraps up the injury slash waiver by suggestions section. The next section is interesting games. Um, the most interesting game last week was, uh, of course, you know, two great teams. Um, they played Eagles and Bills, uh, and we could not decide who would win in regulation time, so they had to go overtime. Um, and um, you know, the Eagles won it all at that point. Uh, Bills did have a really good opportunity in overtime, uh, but there was a bad read from Josh Allen uh, causing him to throw uh, in the wrong direction, which would have otherwise been a clear-cut touchdown and a win for the Bills. Uh, but that was the end of the game. Let's talk about the beginning um, of the game. or Let's talk about the overall, um, you know, uh, 
section of the game. Um, to begin with, um, you know, um, overall Hurts, he threw for like 200 yards, uh, three touchdowns and ran for two uh, touchdowns. Um, so, you know, Hurts is being Hurts. Uh, he's, he's, you know, he's next level. Um, but, um, you know, Josh Allen, he was not, um, um, he played a pretty good game himself, like uh, passing for 339 yards, uh, two touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. Like both of them, like the game, throughout was going back and forth um, you know bills were um, not leading at one point uh, but then they took the lead um, and um, it kept switching to until it got to a point where um, a huge 59 yard field goal from eagles uh, ended up uh, tying the game um, and yeah this was an amazing match um, overall a treat to watch during the thanksgiving holidays well, what's your take guys yeah, so I would say, I mean, yeah, Bills are not really performing well. I mean, I think we're all seeing it. I think they're at 6-6 six and six right now. But comparably, on the team side of things, coming into the season, Bills were struggling at running back. And we all thought, I think, James Cook would take the next step and they would improve. Uh, but when you look at the final score, when they're competing against good teams, yes, Eagles didn't really have good rushing stats either. But their version of not very good rushing stats are roughly around 100 yards between like four uh, running backs versus Bills were so terrible that they only had like what 30 or 40 yards between four people. So the rushing is basically what killed them. Had they had a good ground game other than Josh Allen running for touchdowns and stuff, then Bills could have su- survived and potentially pulled off a thriller. But, I mean, Josh Allen cannot be a superman here. And I think the coaching staff have to do something. Uh, Maybe, uh, yeah, running back's coach will probably be swapped out this season. But uh, I think that's what hurt them the most is what my personal belief is. It's an interesting game. Um, Anytime you score 34 points against... Eagles, you know, more often than not, you 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 know think that okay, you know maybe I have a chance. Um, but but uh, looks like Bills defense was also you know at at you know primes uh, time they were not able to stop um, the Eagles offense. And um, but you know, but Josh Allen did his work. You know, he brought them into a lead, thirty one twenty eight and one fifty two remaining. You know, how often do you see almost a 60-yard field goal to tie the game? That's, you know, I would say it is 9 out of 10 times uh, a 59 or 60-yard field goal. It's the People are going to miss it. It's um, So uh, we've seen that, right? We've seen another uh, team try uh, the, uh, the same thing and, and they couldn't do it. So, so Jake, uh, Elliot, you need to, you know, you know props to him. You know, he tied the game, gave the opportunity for Eagles to, uh, you know, at least come to overtime and, you know, live to fight another day. So, um, but uh, I think Bills played really well. And especially after um, Bills uh, fired their offensive coordinator, was it Matt Canada? Um, so they, no. they. Ken Dorsey. That was oh, Ken Dorsey. Oh, yes. Ken Dorsey. So once they fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, I think last two games, 
their offense, I'm really impressed with their offense. Um, yes, they played against the Jets in the previous game, and anyone can play the Jets well. Um, but um, e- even in this game against Eagles, which ha- which has a really good defense themselves, uh, the Bills' uh, offense was really good. I was really impressed with Josh Allen. Yes, they had some untimely turnovers, which hurt them. But um, I'm impressed. I think uh, the firing probably worked, and I think they are on a rise now. And um, even Chiefs lost to the Eagles, right? So, so uh, losing to Eagles this close, I think uh, I think they played really well. Um, they should just take posit- positives from this, and hopefully, they still have a chance. They are six and six. Uh, they still have an outside chance. Um, their um, uh, outside chance to go to the playoffs, um, mm-hmm. maybe by a wild card. So hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they can, you know, they don't have any more options to slip up, and they yeah. should, they should, you know, play really good in their remaining games to go to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, mathematically, I think yeah, it is a possibility. But yeah, in my, my point of view, I think I'd like to emphasize that ground game has to improve by yeah. a ton if they are look wanting to I playoff because scoring thirty forty yards between four backs is not good enough to beat any team. Correct, but they they still scored thirty four points. So the, right. so, but not every op- defense would actually allow your air yards, right? So I think that that's what it comes oh, yeah, down correct. to. When Eagles you are pretty deep. bad when it comes to giving yeah. up. Uh, Eagles are fine, right? Yeah, correct. But the last two games, what I'm trying to say is the yes, I do agree that their that ground game should improve and they should probably have um, someone else run other than Josh Allen because I think Josh yeah. Allen what he ran for 80, 90 yards on his own. So I, I don't think he should be, you yeah. know, running that much. Um, you know, he he can probably take a back seat and allow a running back to do his job. Um, but overall, I think I'm, uh, the offense. If you see overall, uh, I think Josh Allen has Im- has improved in his last two games and is playing really well. Yeah, and he's think. connecting well with uh, Gabe Davis as well. Gabe Davis, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> I was the unlucky fantasy football owner who had to play against that stack. And uh, <laughs> ended up losing this week. <clears throat> but anyways, uh, that's a different story. All right, so are we good with this game? Shall we move on to the next one? Yep, that's more. All right, so the next one is uh, Jaguars versus Texans, 24-21. The Jaguars win. And this was the other one that Gotham was referring to where the Texans tried to hit a field goal at the end of the game, but the ball boinked against the goal, goal post and uh, the Jaguars ended up winning. Of course, CJ Stroud, um, he is, uh, you know, mostly very likely going to be an MVP candidate. <clears throat> but I think he did have like a couple of interceptions in this game. So that might uh, not be in his favor. Oh, the Houston Texans fan says no interceptions. All right. Uh, so I might be wrong on that one. Well, he's definitely CJ, in line for offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Mm. Offensive rookie of the year. Okay. Um, so probably not MVP. Okay. So that's good to know. Um, but CJ Stroud, Tank Dell, man, they both are connecting. It's like it's like the uh, Matthew Stafford Cooper Cup um, connection in the in their first year, you know. Uh, so definitely um, some amazing stuff there. But on the other side, um, Trevor Lawrence, 367 yards. 
and seven different players caught passes from uh, Lawrence. So that uh, is a very good. Uh, it's a healthy outlook uh, for the Jaguars' offense. The fact that you know they are humming, the fact that they're able to pass the ball around. That's like really, really good for them. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about for, for this game? Yeah, I mean, lots of back and forth between the teams. I think kind of tells you both are in for a good battle here. <clears throat> Anybody could have won the game. I know I mean, there are some referee messes around that people are complaining online. But if you put that aside, uh, Texans had fair enough chances to come back even like CJ Stroud. Uh, no, he did all he can basically to try to get back in the game and the 58-yard field goal, if they tied it, maybe it would have went overtime. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence, I know the stats aren't very good, but <clears throat> the chunk of yards, I think Texas gave away four big uh, plays, 40 or 50 yards each. So they gave it to almost 200 yards on roughly just four plays. And that basically hurt them uh, in this game of losing. Otherwise, I think overall, uh, it was a good game, though. I think it will be battle of, I think, ages. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence and CJ Stroud both seem to be in good position in AFC South. It'll be a good battle for these both teams. How, how do you place the defense of Houston Texans? Okay, I don't have a pulse on that. I would definitely say they're top 10, but uh, they definitely have their own miscues where uh, if they have good injuries on the team, then they let up these big chunk yards once in a while. And if teams are able to capitalize, then obviously you would have good games like this. And not every team is capable of doing this. Mm. Okay, top 10. Yeah, I mean, Demico Ryans, you know, when you have Demico Ryans and you are... Your defense is going to be good. But since it's his first season, I'm imagining it will probably take some time for his players to even understand the system and everything. So so for them to, you know, maybe up front they're playing really well, but for them to give away these explosive plays downfield, I think uh, that comes down to experience, communication between the defensive players. So uh, hopefully they can, you know, limit those in the future. But... Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, AFC South, CJ Stroud and Trevor Lawrence looks like a nice quarterback rivalry for the next 5-10 years. Um, so that's something that I'm looking forward to. And uh, But Jaguars, Texans, uh, the, first, uh, the first time I think these two teams played, I think Texans beat them pretty, pretty well. And uh, this was a good revenge game by the Jaguars. This time around, it was uh, more closer than the first time. But uh, but yeah, good for Jaguars. They are 8-3 and three now and they are uh, well in uh, first place and looking forward to you know winning the division. But Texans, they are also in a good place as well. Hopefully, they can play well enough to maybe get a wild card spot so that's something that they they are looking for and i think if they do get to a wild card spot that'll be a great start for the uh, for the rookie head coach Timmy Ryan. so it'll be an inspiring start for 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 their team yeah i mean if texans make the uh, dimico ryan's will definitely be at least a candidate for coach of the year i mean he's he's gotten like what worst team in the football to at least playoff contending, uh, definitely deserves it. And 
quick uh, tidbit on Jaguars. I mean, Jaguars are I mean, so such a good place. They're actually eyeing for AFC number one seed. They're only one game behind the number one seed right now. So yep. uh, they set themselves up really well. Uh, and if Trevor Lawrence is actually playing or continues to play at this level, then um, they could very well uh, aim for number one seed. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah Ra- Ravens are number one, right? They are they are nine and three, so there's one game three. behind the Ravens. So. Yep, and the yeah. uh, Ravens are going into the bye week uh, coming up. So yeah, things could definitely turn. I'm definitely rooting for the Texans. Uh, I think there's a good underdog story here. I'd like to see them in the wild card uh, or in, in the playoffs. All right, so let's move on to the next interesting game from last week. This is Packers versus Lions. And the Lions finally find a way to lose the game. Um, uh, you know, with their eight and three record coming in, um, they were in a pretty good spot. Um, but now they have lost uh, to what can be kind of fair to say that a weaker team, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and the Packers have now improved to five and six, um, while Lions fall to eight and three. Um, the correction. So Jordan Love, what do you guys think about him? Um, is he a good quarterback or uh, is he a middling quarterback what do you guys think about him he's been playing well right i mean yeah. at least the last three to four games he's been hot um we still have to see maybe a couple of seasons worth of his play to decide if he's you know consistent enough to to be an elite quarterback but the last few games he's been playing really well yeah. yeah, and if you actually look at the stats between Jordan Love, this is the actual first full season he's playing versus when Aaron Rodgers actually when he started, their stats almost look similar. The QBR and the win-loss ratio and everything else, the number of yards thrown, they're only off by like 10%. So Jordan Love is trending in the right direction. He just needs more experience. Uh, he has sat on the bench for so long. So he's a little rusty, but I think the rust is going away uh, recently. I think he's been playing well past few games and he's trying to minimize his mistakes. I think that's what he's focusing on, which is helping him quite a bit. Uh, and uh, hopefully, I may take year two, I think he'll definitely be more mature in terms of decision making and uh, rapport with his uh, receivers. Yep, looks like he's trending in the right direction. 268 yards, three touchdowns, 125.5 passer rating. So that's good uh, for Jordan Love. On the other side of the ball, Jared Goff. Um, he didn't have a bad game himself uh, well, in the grand scheme of things. Um, he did have 332 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Um, however, he did have three lost fumbles. Um, so that is definitely going to haunt him um, as he moves on. To the next game um christian watson um, he had uh, you know five receptions for 94 yards and one touchdown um so good for him on the Packers side and um anything else you guys want to talk about uh, for this game yeah, yeah lions yeah, i mean packers are playing really well but lions um the turnovers are hurting them um i mean in the last two games goff you know he lost six turnovers in the last two games and i think if if Lions have to, you know, I mean, they're eight and three now. But if they want to compete with the top teams, they have to limit their turnovers. Yeah, I mean, not just him. I think even Amon Rasan Brown and Jamar Gibbs, they all had their own fair share of mistakes uh, recently. And 
quick tidbit i guess i mean lions have this tradition of losing on thanksgiving apparently they're like uh, never won on thanksgiving for the past 5 years or something like that since they 2016 always, yeah so, so more than that right so they always play on thanksgiving and they always ended up losing so it could be one of those bad karma things but uh, they, they'll be fine but yeah like gautam saying mistakes is what is hurting them they need to control their ball little bit better as they mature as a team and they're going deep into playoffs at this point yeah uh, shout out to uh, um, prashan gary he had three sacks two forced fumble there was one of them that was returned for a touchdown so i mean he had a impactful game um from the packers all right all right <clears throat> so that was the last of the interesting games that we um had on our docket for this particular um, episode um the next section um is the upcoming games for week 13 um and uh, there are well we picked three games um uh, and each one of us you know coming from uh, each of the uh, being fans of each of the teams um have picked um the respective games for that particular uh, team uh, so i'm going to let uh, gautam take the first one Yep. I mean the the top two teams in the um NFC uh, conference right now Eagles versus 49ers. Um this is going to be a rematch of the NFC uh championship game of last year and in that game Brock Purdy obviously in the you know starting series he was injured. So um the Eagles I think uh, it was Hassan Reddick who actually came up with a press conference saying okay you know last time you know you cried that you didn't have a quarterback let's see what you have this time so so yeah uh, eagles are trying to you know rile up the 49ers and you know, hopefully 49ers have enough you know um you know the game in them to you know at least bring a good fight to the eagles but because eagles look unstoppable uh, they have beaten every other team right now so um they look to be favorites at this point to even win the super bowl so so yeah it'll be a good, I mean, good don't match. make uh, don't make uh, 49ers sound naive and innocent 49ers <laughs> themselves are talking a lot of shit themselves as well i think deva samuel called them uh, what the uh, cornerback or somebody james bradbury of eagles uh, the worst player or something and then somebody asked uh Diva Samuel do you still stand by that statement and he was like I have no regrets I still stand by that statement so there's bad blood on both sides of the ball uh, it's it's pretty interesting to see at least from my side I think outsider's perspective both teams are talking shit and there's like AJ Brown's tweet of uh asking his fans to attack Diva Samuel Uh, because he's talking <laughs> bad about players and stuff uh, so a lot of fun stuff It's very exciting i really want to see how much of damage niners can do this time with uh, brock purdy playing full game yeah i'm looking for a close game you know hopefully it can be a close interesting game and uh, i don't want to be it to be a blowout on either side you know hopefully an interesting game for all fans you know win or loss doesn't matter uh, i mean it matters but at the end of the day if we have an interesting game that is good for all fans yeah i mean if any team can defeat the uh, the eagles um, i think niners can do it um, so yeah. yeah i think it all comes down to injuries i mean uh, what i've seen some seen a stat where the the five players in 49ers if they play they have not lost um they i think they are trent williams debo samuel you know george kittle 
you know, and you know, Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk. So if all of these five players play at the same time, they're not injured, they, they don't lose. So it'll be, and they all of them are healthy. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, can the 49ers match with the Eagles? Because Eagles, if you see in all of their matches this season, they are not a first half team. They are a kind of a second half team. So first half, they always start slowly. And they don't dominate first halves. But somehow Jalen Hurts is this comeback king. And he, you know, you know, second half and in the end, he somehow gets them over the line. And those are the teams that are pretty dangerous. 49ers on the other half, uh, uh, they play well when they are ahead. And when they're, you know, pushed to a corner and maybe um, when they're, Push to a corner, they don't play well, is what I've seen this season. Like the three losses they had, they were, you know, trailing and they didn't play well. So that'll that is something that I want to see 49ers. If they're trailing, can they can they fight back? Well, I mean, by that logic, probably 49ers might be having the lead in the first half. And uh, they might not be trailing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's see what happens. All right. So the second um, interesting game um, that I'll be talking about is Seahawks versus Cowboys. Um, I am going to predict an upset here. The Seahawks are going to beat the Cowboys. I think they're getting uh, complacent. You know, Uh, um, I know that uh, was that Rashad Bland. Um, the guy who had uh, six interceptions in a season uh, mm-hmm. broke the NFL record. Um, I think uh, he's not going to get one this week. <laughs> uh, and Seahawks are going to. Uh, going not to only interception, right? They're, they're, they're pick sixes. Pick sixes, sorry. Yes, pick sixes. Yeah. Pick sixes. Yeah. Most number of pick yeah. sixes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Seahawks are not a replacement going to get for uh, Trevon Dix. Yeah. yeah. Then that guy had like a ton of uh, pick sixes in his rookie year as well. Yeah. Uh, of course, not this many, but uh, well, now you can't keep him away. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, but you know, uh, I mean, the Cowboys are a good team, um, and uh, it's going to be a huge task for the Seahawks to um, upend them. Uh, but I think that you know, Cowboys might be getting to a point where they might be become slightly complacent, mm-hmm. and this is where Seahawks have to take that as an uh, as a challenge uh, to try to um, defeat them. Um, Gino Smith, um, you know, he's not in the best of form, um, but um, if he needs to prove himself as a more than an above average uh, quarterback, then this these are the type of games that you have to pull off and win. Um, so, um, and you know, Pete Carroll can always uh, work his magic, um, and he's good with analyzing teams. Um, and I think this is one of those situations where I think they might be able to pull something off. So um, let's see what happens. I mean, you know, anything can happen. And uh, that's the, the that's the uh, angle that I'm coming from. Um, so let's see what happens. Yeah, Cowboys, they've beaten up on on bad teams and lost against good teams. So, so I don't know what to take a take. Cowboys. So, uh, by, so, by this, we can decide if Cowboys win, then Seahawks is a bad team. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Seahawks is uh, has a winning record, so um, so <laughs> technically they are not a bad team. But uh, but messed. but Cowboys, um, it's it's uh, they've like really dominated some games and. And they've uh, they've really lost also some bad games as well. So it'll be interesting to see how and and, and 
Sushant, remind me, are they playing in Dallas or are they playing in Seattle? Um, Dallas. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah, like against I'm, the okay. odds. Yeah, against this. the odds. But, I mean, if I think if any defense is capable, I think Seahawks defense is capable to snag an interception or two out of Dak Prescott from this high-stakes game, which I potentially see coming. Because, I mean, Seahawks defense is pretty good. Uh, let's see what happens. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right. And then the last game, uh, Texans versus Broncos. Rohit, take it away. Yeah, I mean, nobody in their right mind would have expected this game to be any sort of interesting coming into the season. But uh, the way the things are going, Texans are slowly turning out to be the darling of NFL, like the underdog who was meant to be the worst team, but then they're playing well. Everybody likes CJ Stroud and the way things are going. And Broncos are quietly putting up uh, a really good uh, run. I mean, they are quite five and loudly. Yeah, 5-0 yeah, and oh right now. Uh, in their past games, they haven't lost in five games. Uh, and Russell Wilson has been doing really well in this past five games. He had eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, and b- the stakes are high because... Both teams are potentially eyeing for uh, some sort of wildcard uh, uh, entry into the playoffs. Both records stand at 6-5. and five, So whoever ends up winning this game potentially will have an upper edge into sneaking into the wildcard playoffs. So it will be an interesting game. Yeah. If uh, Broncos would have been in NFC, they probably would have been in the wildcard uh, race right now. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, if Broncos do make it to the playoffs, they'll be probably the first one and five team to make it because they started the team the uh, they started the season one and five, and they lost and they won the last uh, last five games. So so yeah, uh, they've started to bring it together. Russell Wilson is playing well. And I also saw a stat somewhere, and maybe we can talk about Broncos maybe in future episodes, but I think what Sean Payton is doing is it looks like he's treating Russell Wilson like a rookie quarterback, is what I've said or what I've read, where um, you know he doesn't allow um, Russell Wilson to, you know, to pass very, um, you know, long yards. It's just five yards here, four yards there, three yards here. And there was a chart where I saw where Broncos are the uh, the team that has the lowest air yards per team. So, and, and surprisingly, um, Chiefs is right there with them. So, um, so, it doesn't look that way, but Chiefs is right there with Broncos where they don't throw... A lot of air yards, and I think the Chiefs are there because of their wide receivers. Yeah, not uh, a yeah. dumping I'm to Kelsey. Sure they're throwing, recently. just that they're not catching. Yeah. <laughs> Very possible. Yes. So I think um, Chiefs also what they do is they do have a lot of screen game as well, right? They, Correct. They, yeah. And even with Russell Wilson, they do have they do they depend on the screen game a lot. So that's why they don't have a lot of air yards. But but yeah, uh, they've realized, and they're you know. Uh, bringing it together and i think the next version is to you know go to the next level 
um, where they kind of dominate teams. So that will hopefully we'll see that maybe end of the season, maybe next year. That's uh, hopefully we we see Sean Payton's magic. All right, all right. So those are the upcoming week's interesting games. Uh, moving on to the penultimate um, section of this episode, the playoff picture. Um, so I'm going to quickly walk through the AFC division leaders, the AFC playoff picture to begin with. Ravens um, are up top, 9-3. and three. They're heading into their bye week. They are the leaders of um, uh, AFC North. Um, followed by Chiefs uh, in second place uh, of AFC division. Um, they are the leaders of AFC West with 8-3 and three record. Followed by Jaguars, 8-3, and three, uh, AFC South. Dolphins, 8-3. and three. AFC East. So that rounds up the top four of the AFC division leaders. Then we talk about the wild card. In position number five, the Steelers are seven and four um, AFC North, uh, and they are second in AFC North. Uh, in sixth position, the Browns. Um, they are also seven and four um, from AFC North, uh, and um, so that's the third team from AFC North um, in the in the wild card um, hunt. Um, and at position number seven, the Colts. They are six and five uh, from AFC South, um, and they're the second team um, from AFC South. Looks like we. Uh... Lost Shashan there, mm-hmm. so we'll continue oh. with uh, the the playoff picture. So after Browns, it is uh, Colts uh, in the seventh position in the wild card. They are six and five, and they are from AFC South as well. And from the outside looking in, we have three teams: you know, Texans, Broncos, and Bills. So we've talked about these three teams. Texans are six and five, Broncos are uh, six and five as well, and Bills are six and six. So. So yeah, um, it, it you know it, it does look very close. It doesn't look like any team is running away at the top, right? You have Ravens at nine and three, Chiefs at eight and three, Jaguars and Dolphins all are, all are at eight and three. So it looks like all four teams have a chance for the number one seed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So that is that is something to look for. Um, so coming to NFC, um, Sushant, you want to. Go ahead with the yes. NFC. All right. Uh, assuming that you guys can hear me. Um, so, yeah, let's quickly yes. talk about the NFC division leaders. Um, at position number one are the Eagles, 10 and 1. What a record. And no other team is at 10 and 1 at this point. Um, and they are from NFC East. Um, on the second spot, uh, second spot are the 49ers, and they both are playing each other. The 49ers are 8 and 3 from NFC West. Um, the third. Uh, position is Lions eight and three um, NFC North. Fourth position Falcons five and six NFC South. And then we look at wild card. Um, Cowboys are also eight and three and the second team from NFC East. Um, now position number six. <clears throat> this is where there's separation, if you will, um, in the wild card uh, position where uh, the next team is Seahawks and they are six and five. Uh, the second team from NFC West, and seventh position is Vikings. They are six and six. Um, the second team from NFC North. Um, and outside looking in, uh, we have Packers, Rams, and Saints. So, what is how does this picture look for you guys? Yeah, Eagles look like a clear runaway, um, ten and one. Um, un- unless they have a couple of losses, it looks very unlikely. Um, Eagles look like a clear number one. And in the past, if you see when we had six teams, then the top two teams used to have a bye. But this time, there is no such advantage for this number two seed. 
um yes the division leaders will still get a home t- uh, a home game um the number one seed will still get a bye um and uh, the you know the second third and fourth team will not get a bye they will still have to play but um the advantage is they'll obviously get home home game so um but yeah some uh, good teams in the i think the one thing that stands out is nfc south i mean 5 and 6 and uh, being our division leader they don't deserve to be there um and uh, and obviously saints are 5 and 6 as well right and they are um they do have a chance to to be to beat the falcons as well so that is something to look for and in the wild card uh, cowboys look to be pretty comfortable they're 8 and 3 uh, but the thing something to look for is the 6th and 7th spot uh, that is where you know seahawks vikings packers are also you know looking to you know they are they are on a nice hot streak as well so that is something to look for um in in my opinion yeah seahawks do have a tough shit schedule um you know they are playing against um cowboys niners again um and i think another stronger team um so a little bit concerned you know they multi um i was a little bit concerned that rams might be able to you know swap with seahawks um, in the nfc um west uh, division uh, but after looking at the rams schedule might be unlikely because they still have to play browns and ravens and stuff uh, another yeah. tough team so um it'll be interesting to see um, if uh, you know one of the other divisions might fa- be able to get a greater than 500 uh winning record and um uproot both Seahawks and Vikings so let's see what happens all right so that is the uh penultimate section and the last section is the power rankings i'm going to quickly run through them eagles 10 and 1 first spot ravens 9 and 3 second spot niners 8 and 3 third spot cowboys 8 and 3 fourth spot chiefs they make it back into the top 5 uh, with the 8 and 3 record and uh, poor old lions they were ranked number 2 last week and now they're not even in top 5 so that is a testament of how competitive this leagues are um, and how interesting these nfl games are so um, anything else you guys want to add to wrap up the power rankings uh um. No yep. I think uh, yeah. Ravens uh, the only one point I want to add is I was looking at highlights for the Ravens game and their defense looks really really good um I'm terrified of Ravens defense and, and the 49ers schedule you know they they play the Seahawks now they play the Eagles they play the Seahawks again and then they play the Ravens so I'm I'm actually scared of the Ravens game because um their defense looks legit mm-hmm. Yeah, after we beat the Cowboys you should be scared of Seahawks as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, the reason I mentioned all these teams are these are all these teams are good, right? Yeah, and so far I mean, yeah, I think Eagles are the only team that are looking unstoppable to be honest. Every other team seems to have some sort of flaw where you can at least compete. Uh, Eagles I mean 10 and I don't know how they lost against Jets to Zach Wilson god knows how they lost it but somehow uh, but the Eagles right i mean many of their uh, <clears throat> uh, matches have been like one score um, right but it's, it's not, not that they've dominated teams if you see cowboys matches they've 
the so many uh, of the games they just dominated the Correct, eagles but it's, it's not it's not purely about domination i think when the coaching matters i mean it's about yeah. finishing the game no matter the adversity you are finishing the game that's all it matters and they are sitting completely at 10 and 1 totally in their control and they are actually the first team to officially clinch for a playoff spot already at this point yeah. after defeating bills no other team has actually clinched yeah. i mean now. it's uh, yeah it's a combination of the coaching as you said they believe in themselves so much that yeah. they can come back from any situation and some combination of some dumb play from other teams as well the chiefs sure. game you see they it was they almost won the game but uh, some of their uh, drops were so egregious that you know right. eagles just won that game this game you saw 59 yard field goal and then they went into overtime so those kind of things uh yeah. it, they are winning those those small uh battles and i think yeah. that is that will that is what you know they are battle tested and that is why i'm scared of them as well they're battle tested and that will you know bring them in good stead in the playoffs Yeah, and that's the good spot you want to be in. You don't want to be completely dominating teams just like you said Cowboys. I mean, you can beat the bad teams as much as you want like 50 and 2 or 50 and 3, but it doesn't give you any confidence if you actually don't come and beat these top 4 seeds. Yeah. yeah. Agree. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so that wraps up the last section of this episode. Um as always, thank you for listening. Um yeah, and we are available on X um previously called twitter with the handle at namaste ballers that's n a m a s t e b a l l e r z and hope to see you next week i'm sushant signing off namaste ballers adios namaste ballers guys peace